Hello, everyone. This is your co-host, Daniel Phillips, and welcome to Bookends with Friends, a book club podcast that goes over one book a month. And this March, we are reading Catch Me If You Can by Frank Abagnale. And I've got a very special co-host today, as you probably can tell. Parker is gone and Brett is gone, and instead we have... Your surprise co-host, Nicole Phillips. My wife, Nicole. Hello, Nicole. How are you? I'm having a great time. Thank you. Are you nervous for a book club podcast recording? No, I've never been nervous a day in my life. (laughs) Okay, okay. So um, we usually do short stories first. Okay. And since I know everything about you already, and we live together and work together, basically... Mm-hmm. Um, how about you tell me about what books you read? Cause you've read some really good books this um, past month. Sure, 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 sure. So for those of you that I haven't complained to yet, 2023 has been a year of bad books for me so far. I started by rereading Akatar, which I can't wait to talk about. That was a highlight. And then it was all downhill from there. Um, I read a memoir by Prince Harry known as Spare. That was a one-star book for me. Very good. Then I read my first Tessa Bailey book. That was also a one-star for me. And I recently decided to pick up another book that I'm not going to share the title of for reasons that we can talk about later. Um, And that one is turning out to also potentially be a one-star for me. So I am in a little bit of a book slump. So here's the issue. Um, I recommend you books fairly often. We have a large collection of books that I really love, but instead, (laughs) you're on your third one-star read in a row. Hmm. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Okay. Why don't you share your short story? Okay, so my short story, um, actually I have a really cool one, and I did not share this with you earlier to save it for the podcast, but you know Terry Pratchett. I do. Discworld's Terry Pratchett. Mm -hmm. So Good Omens, Terry Pratchett. Good Omens, Terry Pratchett, yes. So recently... Um, a huge fan of Terry Pratchett had or has a newspaper short story that was published in like 1980 under a pseudonym that Terry Pratchett was using. Mm. So this guy had this short story printed and framed in his house. Mm -hmm. And he recently went to the Pratchett estate and was like, hey, I think this is Terry Pratchett that wrote this. Okay you know, 40 years ago. Um, And the family confirmed that he did write under that pseudonym. And so a bunch of people have come out with really old newspaper, like stories that they have found in their homes um, and have linked them all to Terry Pratchett writing under the pseudonym. Interesting. And so his main publisher for Discworld, when he started collected all of the short stories mm-hmm. and they're publishing them this year. Oh, that's so we're really getting fun. like new Terry Pratchett short stories from like 1975 and 1980. Oh, I love that. Um, and the guy that found them said that they're not Discworld related, but a lot of his writing hints at like a bigger works, like a bigger world he's working on, which is Discworld, which is just like super freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, I also feel like we should say where Bretton Parker is. I mean, um, <laughs> I can't admit to killing them okay. on the podcast because that would be incriminating. But so we can hint at it. We can hint that 
they went on a ship. Uh-huh. And that they have not yet returned from that voyage. Right. And leave it at that. That's fair enough. Um, I think the better thing to say is we are actually going to skip recording this week. <laughs> and I decided to drag Nicole into my office and we are recording now. And Parker and Brett don't know about it. And I'm just going to publish this and post it. And they're going to get a random episode um, that pops up that they didn't know about. Which is also funny because fun fact, as I mean, you know this, you're an avid listener of the podcast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I am. I support all of your endeavors. Um, this is our 100th episode. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so, I might have known that. <laughs> so you are our special wow. guest for our 100th episode. We actually talked about doing something like really big for our 100th episode. Oh, no. So I'm also uh, maybe maybe ruining that when that pops up on their My sincerest Spotify. hope is that Brett and Parker will listen and will love this little surprise and then invite me to be a guest host more often. Yes. We do have works for you being a guest host with all of us. I think it really comes down to our listeners. So if you guys are entertained at all by me being on this episode, definitely let us know and help me stay out of trouble with Parker and Brett and help preserve our friendships. And I would appreciate it so much. This is going to be the least reviewed, like the most one-star reviewed episode. I know. I can count on Ashley. To send yes. in a review for me. Yes. I'm hoping Zach will send one in for he me. He still listens. Kaklushka listens. Andrew can uh-huh. send in some help. So if I'm missing anybody, I love you. And please, <laughs> please help keep me out of trouble. But what uh, do you want to talk about today? Okay. So first, we do quote of the week. Okay. Uh, I'm reading one of your favorite books currently, Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. I said it's your favorite. I just know you like it. I don't it's know if it's an actually your favorite. Have you read any other Jane Austen? Nope. I have not either. Uh, But I have a quote from Pride and Prejudice that I shared with you when I read it the other day, but I really like it. And it is, it's also funny because it's such like a 1700s quote. Um, Keep your breath to cool your porridge, and I shall keep mine to swell my song. That's good. (laughs) It's usually how quote of the week goes. Someone reads it and then there's silence and then someone says, that's pretty good. I thought about bringing a quote from my recent Tessa Bailey book, but yeah. I do think that you would no longer be able to publish yeah. this podcast, I, so I would, saved it They instead. would set a digital fire to our files. Probably. Um, Tessa Bailey might like it. I have nothing to comment on that. <laughs> we can move on. So, <laughs> what I wanted to talk about today was we made a deal a few months ago. I did. Um, We've actually made many deals. I have. Except I usually keep my end of the deal and you... I don't. Keep your end of the deal. And the the deal culminates in you reading The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Um, I mention this a lot on the podcast. I'm sure. About how you will not read The Way of Kings. I will Uh, not. (laughs) So, but... Uh, we made a deal because you have found a new love in Akatar. Correct. And that is A Court of Thorns and Roses. Right. For anyone that's not familiar. You're right. And so the deal is, and it's pretty bloated, I will say. It's a little one-sided, if I'm being honest. Mm. But I read the first five Akatar books. Correct. 
And you read. At least the first half of the first Way of Kings book in the Way of Kings series. <laughs> you read half of the Way of Kings, which is a book in the Stormlight Archive. Correct. So I read five Akatar books. Yeah. And you read half of the Way of Kings. I think that that could be perceived as reasonable by sure. someone. Sure. Not by me, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, but the thing I want to talk about today is why should I read A Court of Thorns and Roses? Oh, you didn't prep me for this. I would have prepared like a full argument. Five paragraph <laughs> essay format. It's going to be a short episode. We got things to do no, today. <laughs> so, okay. Some reasons that I can list off the top of my head. First of all, um, we are bound in marriage. Yes. And therefore, you are legally obligated to support my interests. <laughs> That's an interesting argument. <laughs> I walked myself I, into a corner I, with that I, one. I have probably been trying to get you to read Way of Kings for about three years now. That's fair. I have tried, to be fair. you Okay, that that is fair. You have read the first 50 pages of Way of Kings twice. Seth Salazar, son, son, Polano, <laughs> wore white on the day that he was to kill the king. Shockingly close. That's v- very Shockingly close. close, only because I have tried to read it a few times. Twice. Twice. Once on audiobook as I was rereading it, and once when you actually sat down with the book to read it. So but I, that's for a later topic. Sure. I think that you should read Akatar one, for the memes. Okay. Because is it mainly for the memes? Is no. that why it's number one? No, that's just the first one that I wanted to list off okay. that I didn't think you'd argue with. So the memes are great. Um, we can talk about wingspans. We can talk about the Bat Boys. There are so many references. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Bat Boys and wingspans. <laughs> okay. Another reason that you should read Akatar is it's just fun and yeah. flirty and truly... The characters are really well-developed. The relationships are well-developed. I've heard that's her, like, actual strong suit is I, character development. I think the characters are well-developed. The magic system is really weak. That's fine. So don't expect that to be strong or well-thought-out. Yeah. Expect that to change as the plot changes. Um, but the characters are great. The relationships are really great. The story's fun. Here's a better question. Okay. Do you think I would like A Court of Thorns and Roses? Did you like... You guys on the podcast, you read Beach Read a while ago. Yeah. Did you yeah. like Beach Read? Yeah. I think that the relationship is on par to how well it's done in Beach Read. Okay. I think the world building is comparable to... don't really have something good to pull out because I don't read a lot of fantasy. See, looking across my shelves. I don't want to say something and then get made fun of for context. Have you ever listened to this podcast? Yes, a lot of times. Um, So much so that I don't know if this has been discussed before, but we had a friend once who compared themselves to (laughs) Henry Cavill. And he got made fun of a lot for that. We picked on him a lot. And so yeah. I don't want to say the world building is on par with Harry Potter, because it's probably not that well fleshed out. Yeah. 
But I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it's a unique concept. It's a spinoff of Beauty and the Beast. And that was... Is all of it a spinoff? Like the whole series or just book one? Book one is very much like almost frame for frame Beauty and the Beast for the whole first act. And then it kind of goes off on its own thing from there. Okay. I think it's a good story. And two is your favorite? Yes. Two has by far the best love story, the best execution of enemies to lovers I've ever seen. Okay. I don't know what the story is at all. Sure, sure. Um, so my, of... like when you compared it to Beatrice, I was like, oh, is it just no. a romance in a fa- like fantastical setting? The story of the first book is girl gets captured by a beast and taken to magical land. Okay. Um, That's all right. Book one down. Girl hates beast and it's an enemies to lovers plot. Okay. Um, And then you find out that their realm is in danger. There's a Mm. war that's looming on the horizon. Have you read the war? Like, has the war happened in the series? Yes. Okay. But I don't want to give too much else away about plot, even for later books. What about, what about like the plot? If you know what I mean. Do you mean the smut? Yeah. I love that you brought that up. Thank you. (laughs) So I feel like I get a lot of heat for liking this series. And I know that people will argue with me. I don't think book one is that smutty. Okay. I think... It got banned. Did you know that? Like from high schools. Yeah, it got banned across a lot of schools this year. Because to compare it again to Beach Read, those scenes are steamier than the scenes in book one. Book one is a lot of fade to black for like the smut scene, right? So it's implied heavily, but it's not really graphically described okay save for probably one scene right Uh, what about book four i've heard i've heard about book four book four is dirty yeah book four is um i don't recommend reading that one in public (laughs) if you're prone to blushing or not being able to control your facial expressions Uh um so yeah i could see where that one maybe not appropriate for like a school-age child sure okay so it's gonna be a long series no. Is it not? I thought it was going to be like 10 books. Isn't the Stormlight Archives 10 books? Yeah, but that's... And they're at least a thousand pages each. <laughs> at least. They're <laughs> at least 1,200 pages each. You told me once that there's a word for that genre where you refer to them as like doorstoppers. Yeah, doorstop. Yeah. yeah good doorstoppers. Yes. Like so... Name of the Wind, Wheel of Time, Stormlight. They're good doorstopper books because the, the mass market paperbacks are literal you could use them as a doorstop. Yeah, yeah. So if you compare it to Stormlight, I don't think it's a long series because the books are a lot shorter. I meant long and like how many books are going to be. Yeah. One thing series. that she's done that I appreciate is the first three books are from the perspective of one character. Um, it kind of got old after a while. So the novella and book four out of what has been released so far. The novella is from a bunch of different perspectives, and book four is from the perspective of a different character Is altogether. it first person? I or don't know. third person just in their perspective? I'm honestly not sure. Okay. It's one of the two, but okay. I don't remember which off the top okay. of my head. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I plan on reading... Um, the, the really big book up there, like Candy's Trilogy. I'm on book three. I've talked about this one a lot uh, on the podcast. It's it's okay. It's fine. I'm ready to be done with it. Um, so I plan on finishing that. 
And then I think it's Akatar time. I can't wait. I hope you'll have me back once you start reading it. Yes. And we can really get into talking yeah, about Yeah, so you it. said earlier that you want to be a guest again. Parker's ideas once I have read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is kind of your preference. Would you rather come back once I've read the first one? Or would you rather come back once I've read all of them? Um, both. And yeah, I, would, okay. I would like to be addressed as the resident smut consultant. Good. That would be my preference. Okay. We have a lot of nicknames on this show. Good. But, so we have uh, the quote chemist. Okay. Is someone that emails us. And quote king, that's Zach. Uh, and so you can be the the smut. Resident smut consultant. <sighs> okay. Thank the, you. The RSC. RSC. The resident smut consultant. I have a question for all of your listeners. Okay. I, we can keep talking about Akatar if there's anything I, else you wanted to know. Because yeah, I will change the subject entirely. If sure. You, if you have nothing done. else to share. Um, I don't think I had any other questions on Akatar. I just, uh, a brief overview was enough for me. I so. can't wait for you to read it. My question that I would love to talk about with you and with all of our listeners, I want to know your thoughts on if a person that you know personally, if they wrote and published a book, mm-hmm. would you read it? I also want to know, if you read it, would you put it on your Goodreads? Mm-hmm. And if you put it on your Goodreads, would you review it honestly? <laughs> and I'm asking that for no reason at all, totally hypothetical, yeah, pure curiosity. So um, I would read it. I would not mark it as I was reading it, though, Mm -hmm. on Goodreads. Like, I would read the book without putting it on Goodreads at all, right? But, like, if it's someone I know, I'm going to read their book. That's really cool. Um, But if I read their book and it's bad, that's the reason I wouldn't put it on Goodreads. Okay, Okay, here's the question. Is it someone that I know that I'm, like actively friends with or is it someone that i like know yeah yeah yeah. um to add to this hypothetical situation that's totally not real um say you knew somebody in college Mm -hmm. and you still follow each other on social media okay and they've been posting and promoting their book and you thought i want to be a good friend and i want to support them and so you reached out to them and you said hey i'm so excited that you published a book i'm gonna read it you reached out to them in this hypothetical scenario, and then you put it on your Goodreads because you have a book goal for the year, and why would you not have this book count towards your book goal? So right. now it's on your Goodreads, and there's only five other reviews on this book because it's a new author that's never published anything. How would you maybe handle that hypothetical scenario? <laughs> what would you do there? If, okay, for context, it sounds like you're not maybe the intended audience. For this book. It sounds like in this hypothetical, you made a grave mistake. Mm -hmm. And now you don't know what to do with it. So what I would do, um, I would rate the book honestly if it had a lot of reviews. Like if my friend was Tessa Bailey, right? And there's 30,000 reviews on this book, I would rate it honestly. If I'm going to their Goodreads and there's two reviews, okay. I'm not marking that thing. I'm going to interrupt you. What if, again, there are four, maybe five reviews total, and they're all like four or five stars, but your honest review is not four or, four five, or stars. five stars. Okay. Or three <laughs> stars. 
or two stars. Oh my god. I don't know. I haven't finished the book. I think it's worth mentioning that, um, once again, you're reading three one-star books in a row. It's been a while since I've read a one-star book. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know, before we get into the hypothetical, mm-hmm. why do you hate yourself? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. I thought that I would like Harry's memoir. Yeah. I thought there were going to be juicy details. I thought that we were going to get some reflection and some insight into what it's like to grow up as a literal prince Mm. in today's world. And that's not what happened in that book for me. Okay. And I enjoy a little rom-com. Um, a good friend of mine who definitely listens to this podcast. Hey Maddie, how's it going? Maybe recommended this book to me. Um, I think we somehow got different versions of the book, and I won't go into all of those details, again, for the sake of your listeners, but yep. I expected that to be a good book. And What's then, that one called? Um, It Happened One Summer, Okay. which I think is one of her more popular books. I thought, and it wasn't, <laughs> I do think it was a bad book. I'm sure there are people out there that would disagree, yeah. and I love that for them. I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. You yuck my yum on Way of Kings all the time. <laughs> Um, and then this new book that I'm reading, I just, I wanted to be a good friend and I wanted to make progress on my book goal. And now I thought that I would not be overly critical of it and it's fine. And it's, I have not published a book, right? So like, I love that for them. I'm proud of them. I just think I need to, I just need to give it four stars and I need to communicate to anybody that I care about who sees my Goodreads profile that I'm not endorsing the content in the book. I'm just okay. supporting the person. Okay. So I think that's I think I just solved my own problem. To solve your problem for you, it's not worth cuz you could read one more book this year and hit your book goal if you didn't mark this one on your Goodreads, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, all the stress that you're feeling right now is over, what, 180-page book, 200-page no. book? It's because at my core, I have to follow things according to the set structure and parameter and rules that exist <laughs> that I've made up in my brain. Uh-huh. And so if I've read that book, I have yeah. to mark it. I'm pretty sure you marked your HR textbook on I Goodreads. I spent a lot of time <laughs> reading that book. I read about employment law. I read about labor unions. But you also made fun of me last night when I was reading My Hero, and you were like, are you going to put that on your Goodreads? It's literally pictures. It's not. I mean, it's, it's still pictures. like, it's still a, I mean, I don't. But, I could go grab a Dr. Seuss <laughs> book and read that really quick and but then the mark that is, off. I could I go don't... read My Hungry Caterpillar. But the difference is, I'm not putting that on my good ones. Yeah, because it's pictures. Sure, but I'm going to read like 30 of those. But if you read, if you were studying for an exam and you read a textbook on economics or business or finance, if you read one of those like self-help business books, <laughs> sure. you could mark that. You should mark that. I'm not going to mark a textbook on Goodreads. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay. Well, hypothetical. I think you just read the book and if you're going to mark it. Mm-hmm. You just give it four or five stars and move on. I think that that's true. I am curious if anyone else has an opinion. Yeah. Because I could also just not rate it at all. Yeah. And that could be the other option. So that's something that Maddie does. Mm-hmm. Is if she doesn't like a book, she just doesn't rate it. 
Oh, that's funny. Because it's like... I like to tear them apart, usually. Yeah, if I, if I dislike a book, I want, like... I want the world to know not to waste their time on that piece of garbage. I won't write, like, a scathing review of anything, but I'll give it one or two stars and move on. Yeah. Um, but that's more so, like... I feel like it shows what my reading preferences are. It's not... Sometimes it is just, like, a bad book, right? I think for me... But sometimes it's just not for me. I think for me, there's, like, an element of fairness to it, right? Because we talk all the time about, oh, this book is rated so highly on Goodreads. And, like, if it's a bad book, I'm not going to leave notes and, like, comments on why it was bad. I don't have to be mean. But I am definitely going to bring that rating down if I have (laughs) any say in it. That's, like, my... My way to exert and get some control yeah. back, I think. Yeah, get some get some control over the situation. Mm-hmm. The only book like that for me was the Goldfinch. Yeah, um, it's a Donna Tart book that is raved about. It's everyone loves this book, and I struggled through the entire thing, and I marked it down as two stars, and I'm pretty sure I sold it because um, it just not for me. I threw the Tessa Bailey book in the trash. <laughs> Just like right in the garbage. Yeah. The same day you finished it. Yep. Why? Nobody needs to read that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not endorsing it. I'm not giving that to a friend. It's not sitting on my shelf. I'm not taking it to a bookstore for it to fall into unsuspecting hands. I was at Target the other night. Yeah. And I saw a Tessa Bailey book um, on the counter by the checkout aisle. And I picked it up and read the back of it. And the whole premise is this guy used to be this girl's high school math teacher, but now they're older and oh. now they're together. And I said, what? Ooh. And again, I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. It's just not for me. Maybe if what you're yucking is federally illegal. Well, I don't. I have to imagine within the context of the book, she's now older than 18. But at uh. one point in time, that was an authority figure. And maybe there's a kink somewhere in that. But again, I'm more of like an enemies to lovers person. Mm, not a not a student to adult person. <laughs> yes, professor. God, do we have anything else to talk about? Do you have anything else? No, do you I want to talk I'm about good. anything. Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has supported my husband's dream and Parker's dream and Brett's dream for the last 100 episodes. Man, I could feel the eye roll on, <laughs> on that sentence. Nah, I know that you guys have a lot of fun, and I am just happy to get to participate. It's honestly shocking anyone listens to it every time I think about it. Um, but maybe you'll boost those numbers. One can hope, right? We're gonna get we're gonna get an influx of Tessa Bailey haters um, onto the podcast. I've been begging Parker for a hundred episodes to let me be on at least one, and he didn't even formally approve this. So, oh yeah, he doesn't know. They don't know you're here. Hopefully, the engagement and the ratings are good, and then I can come back. I imagine I'm going to post it, and um, when it's supposed to release next Tuesday, it's just not going to be there. Like, Parker's just going to go in and delete it. No. <laughs> I mean, I pick on Parker all the time. It's not fair for me Honestly, to pick on him when he's not here. when I wasn't here and Maddie was a guest host, all they did the entire time was make fun of me, and I'm pretty disappointed you didn't do the same. That was the time that you missed your flight home because an Uber was supposed to pick you up and yeah. it didn't. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the the picking fun was justified for that. Okay. Well, we missed our flight in London because you didn't 
maybe pack the night before. So let's uh, let's backpedal a little bit on that. So if you're done bullying me, <laughs> okay. here's a reminder to read Catch Me If You Can this month by Frank Abengale. That's pretty funny because that's a plot in the movie is or in the book as well as no one can pronounce his last name. Abignale. There you go. Yeah. So read uh, Catch Me If You Can by Frank Abignale. I said it wrong. It's fine. Uh, thank you for coming into my office to record. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, we'll have you back when I read Akatar. Should I hide all of my thoughts from you while I'm reading Akatar? No. To say, okay. <laughs> that would be cruel. Okay, I'll tell you everything. And then maybe um, one day soon, you will have read the first half of Way of Kings. What if I used this moment? Okay, we're not doing this again. <laughs> I really would love to be able to surprise you. Yeah, you it would be hard to do. I think it would be really I'd be hard. upset if you didn't talk to me about it as need, you were reading it. I need to get a Kindle so that way I can read it without you knowing I'm reading it. Otherwise, yeah. I could just get like a book jacket and you'd wonder why I was carrying around a literal door stopper with <laughs> okay. me at all times. Okay, it's a good book. Um, we'll bookmark it there. Do you want to give us the outro? Do you know the outro? Oh, yeah, I know the voucher. Okay, never forget, the real books, <laughs> the real friends were the books. <laughs> the real books were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> what is it? That's it. <laughs>